Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Introduction and review of healing circles. Kind of where we're coming from principally and practice-wise. So the first thing I want to talk about is the process of actually building an altar and setting the space for ceremony. So the most basic and core aspect of of altar practice for me is that there is a space that is dedicated and an external embodiment, a time space of sacred practice. So that's like an altar that you keep in your house or an altar that you build for ceremony. And so the idea or the purpose of that is to have an external manifestation of what you walk in and know with or want to know with uh, in your spiritual landscape. So the first principle 
the bowl is to understand that the altar itself or the objects themselves are not uh, any more sacred than just a shelf or a tree or a street or, you know, the things that they are. Like every, right? So it's like everything is sacred. Everything is ancestors alive and on a journey, right? And we make an altar, we make it sacred space. We are cultivating a reflection or an invitation of a subtler, ever-present presence or experience. So that's why for me, the notion of altar building isn't about building it to a particular someone or something. It's altar practice is not a dogmatic practice. It is a space to have your own spiritual. It's like a plate for your spiritual food. And then, so you like make the plate and then you, and then you, and then you feast with it there. And so the objects themselves and the, and the summoning and the invitation are to be a reflection of your authentic and true experience of that which is sacred, that which is divine, that which is a guidance, that which is sacredly or mysteriously safe for your well-being and your growth. And so you create this space and you bring offerings, you bring objects that remind you or that awaken or that are entities or essences or teachers that bring in those experiences or those vibrations such as plants or oils or stones or murtis which are sculptures of Hindu gods or or other sculptures, art, imagery, that you bring these things forth that echo back to your own faith and your own knowing and then also it becomes a doorway in that in that manifestation or in that connecting and opening to your own faith you're opening the doorway to your own faith and you're saying come come meet me here come and be here come take up space come take up time come take up the this landscape that we're in so this is really easy to think about in terms of if you're making your own altar at home what goes on that altar what goes into your practice because that's your your space and you put those things on when your community when you're building an altar with community i build altars that are essentially would be like i don't know open concept altars which is that it's a it's a yes and model yes and model of of altar building so if it speaks to you and you have a relationship with it in your in your spiritual feeding way then it comes to the altar and it becomes part of our collective. Just as, the, just as we individually bring our uniquely understood and manifested spiritual essence, we so get to put those upon the altar. And, and although so many of those things are unique, so many of those things are shared. And so you'll see many stones or you'll see you know, many offerings or images or things that are correspondent or that resonate and, and that, that link together and that that's, it's the weaving together. So, so that's, that is this this altar practice which then brings us to the next kind of principle of this is like who are we calling on and who are we asking to join us and why why and how is that and again the answer to that question is it's actually there's there's two answers is right the one answer is it's individual so whoever you're calling upon you're calling upon and if you don't have a connection or an, an understanding or a unique or like a not unique a um, 
already established relationship, then you may just be inviting that which is spiritual food into the space, that which is spiritual support, that which is holistic support, maybe that which is support and respect for your body or your mind, whatever that is. So, or it may be very, very specific. This is Mother Mary. This is uh, Ganesha. This is an offering, a vision that I had, a drawing that I've painted that echoes back to me the infinitude of the cosmos that loves me and is benevolently giving forth birth and well-being to my existence. Okay, so you individually bring that together. That's 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 who you're calling on for your altar, your ceremony, and the medicine circle space. The other aspect is by doing this collectively, you're also collectively calling on, you're calling on all that which we, the rest of us are calling on. And this is something that I think you can really navigate and define for yourself over time, which is, do you feel super safe and confident having that be an open concept of like, if someone else puts it on the altar or someone else says their name, then yeah, I'm calling on them too. Or is the way that you collectively participate an echo or a a bow to that which was called so that if Sophia puts an object on the altar and then calls the name of a deity that you don't particularly personally resonate with or have a connection with, in your heart you say, yes, I honor and I, I celebrate and there's space for that connection. I welcome that connection for Sophia or for anyone else who, who is summoning that. Okay, so, so there's this individual piece that's yours and then there's this piece of the collective and how you participate and how you show up to that is really up to how, how, you, how you feel well in that. And that may change over time and that may change over the course of a day or over the course of five minutes or over the course of, of a lifetime. So having a moment of wondering how windy this is. So the next part of this is what we're doing in the healing circle. And this is, we come back to this basic principle for me, which is that healing is always happening. It is the natural state of the cosmos is to be working towards an equilibrium is to be birthing and creating life force and giving birth and expanding It's to be working its way into, from wholeness into wholeness. That's what's always happening. That's what's always happening. That's already happening. So as medicine callers, we don't have to make medicine happen. As practicing in a medicine circle, medicine circle, we don't have to make the medicine. What we do is we trust, we know, we remember that the medicine is here, it's available, and it's happening. Our job, our responsibility, our charge, our opportunity is to make a space, time space, an opportunity to let that healing which wants to occur have some time space to have it unfold. So to have the that which needs to be expressed to be expressed, that which needs to be released to be released, that's what needs to be remembered, be remembered that which needs to be experienced gets to be experienced, whatever that is, that which needs to rest gets to rest. And that in each of us as a divine, complete and ever expanding cosmos in and of ourselves, there may be multiple aspects taking place at any given point in time. So 
because the principle is foundationally from the perspective that no matter what paradigm or dogma you're coming from, healing is happening. And what we're doing is we're inviting and invoking an opportunity to let that healing have time space, to let it take place. Then what we do first and foremost as practitioners is support the person or the people that are showing up into a state of relaxation. into a state of ease of breath, opening up and softening of the tissues, flow and movement. So when I talk about relaxation, what I'm looking at is on the most basic bio level, I'm looking for the engagement of the parasympathetic nervous system. I'm looking for a stabilized heart rate. I'm looking for stabilized breathing. I'm looking for a dynamic and responsive muscle body. Okay, I'm looking for a relaxedness. Now, to be clear, relaxed doesn't always look passive. Uh, a relaxed state, people can be very relaxed in movement. Sometimes we can relax very quickly just at the invitation. We come into a quiet space or someone puts a hand on us and we take a breath or half a breath or five breaths and it's like, whoosh, we drop into this deep place of, of relaxation. And in relaxation, we open. In relaxation, that time space begins to occur where healing takes place. This notion that a lot of the things that we engage in in our life as we're moving through that need attention in any way to be expressed, to be known, to be felt, to move through the body, we will in various ways push the pause button when it happens in the moment. Put the pause. Oh, pause, 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 pause. And when we get into a relaxed state, our, our being, our body goes, oh, great, now I have space to, to clean up and, and to restore and to move forward. And so one of the things that it will do is it will go back and push play on the things that we put on pause so that it can take care of what it's already storing before it then goes into an, another level of what's happening. So we're creating a space of relaxation. We're pushing play. And the result of that is that often when relaxation occurs, what happens is more sensation, more feeling, uh, emotions, thought whirlwinds, buzzing, energetic movement can really start to take place. Now, one of the things about relaxation that's interesting is that sometimes we have to really get into and be met in our points of tension before we can let them go. Okay? And so this is why my, the medicine circles that I facilitate and I'm teaching you to facilitate don't necessarily always start with a quiet stillness because sometimes a quiet stillness, I mean, a quiet stilling in our own selves can be incredibly important and useful for listening and tapping in. And yet sometimes the first message that we'll get for someone is pressure or a loud music or a pounding of a drumming or a sound or a stretching or right. All of these different things because one of the things that we can do to relax is find the points of tension, get connected with them, and then let them relax. So I really like to work with uh, what Sarah Lefkowitz and I call the homebody medicine. And homebody medicine is the notion that our medicine that we need is laid out in a map through our body and being. And it's laid out in that map and our body and our being through our tension patterns, our pain signals, as well as our pleasure, 
and what feels uh, enjoyable and our desires. That all of those elements in ourselves are essentially a map for our for our, our, our medicine and what needs to happen. And so as we quiet and, and center, and I do often like to start with a, with a quieting, is that listening of what medicine is. And again, if we talk about this, we're talking about the medicine that's already occurring. And so what we're doing when we step into a medicine circle is we're not starting medicine, we're getting in on the medicine that's already occurring. We're not starting a healing process for someone when they lay down in the center or when they sit in the center, they stand in the center. We're joining them. They're already in process. We are, all of us, every moment, every day is in a process of healing, recovering, uh, expressing, building new cells, birthing new ideas, restoring disconnection. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And so what we're doing when we shift the focus and someone steps into that center space is we're saying, okay, you're already holy. You're already healing. I'm here to join you in that healing. And in the heart and in the, in the being, your invitation as that facilitator is to say, what is healing and happening for you right now? Or what, is, what wants to come forward now that you have this space to do it? Sometimes I ask the body when I'm working on the body, I will say, like, bring to the surface. I'll ask the body, bring to the surface that which is ready to be healed right now. With, with my support. I'm here. This is the thing. This is the moment. This is the space. Bring it to the surface. Like now is the invitation. And so your, your invitation as a facilitator in that space is to know that's already happening and to be hospitable and inviting for it to happen even more so. Even more so. And then there is this notion of how we do that. So there's that piece. I want to talk about how we do that and what I'm looking for and what I want you to play around with and explore what you're looking for and when you're getting that information. Because when we're talking, when I'm talking about medicine already happening, you'll hear me use the word tracking a lot. Okay. And what I'm talking about when I say tracking is I'm talking about noticing something on some level, watching what it's doing, noticing what it is already doing, engaging with it, seeing how my engagement with it is changing what's happening. Okay, so those are, those are the, for me, that's what I'm tracking. I'm tracking something that's happening, but then I'm also, I keep tracking once I get involved, that thing that I was tracking before, is it, is it opening up? Is it shifting? Is it shutting down? Is there an Is there an opening and more movement? Is there a pulling back? Is there a quieting? Is there a rising? And just like I want to track for more than just half a breath before I get involved, I also want to track for more than half a breath. I want to track for some breaths. I want to track for a moment. I want to really see what's happening, ideally, before I start making assumptions about what's happening. This is really key for us when we are wired to be really helpful And when someone may be having an experience that on some level feels uncomfortable or extreme. Now, as sensitive beings, those can, we can have those same wired habits, even if on the surface it feels very similar. If we have a meaning, there's, might come to mind of just being like, oh, somebody's weeping and I want to really quickly go to like hug them and hold them, which may or may not be the useful thing actively weeping, right? But at the same time, we can have those same autopilot responses when it's just a really subtle kind of energetic or subtle body experience that might be having an extreme in any direction. Because we have plenty of wiring that shuts down 
bigness, even when that bigness is like joy or pleasure, like a big rowdy laughter or a convulsing or shaking of the body that feels good. Okay. So for example, if someone's weeping, right, to, to really take a moment and see them and feel that and see what's happening in that and then look for how do I support that weeping? How do I support that mood? Because I'm not looking to support the weeping. I'm looking to support the being in letting the movement keep moving. Because one of the biggest things that we do and that we need help with and why we do this work together and get help with it is that the healing is happening. Most often, the only <laughs> the thing that's keeping the healing from happening is our interruption and our tendency to start to control what's happening. And so as we're practicing, what we want to be listening for is how do we continue to support a time space so that the medicine can move? So uh, if someone is, is weeping or having a very outward emotion, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look and I'm going to feel... I'm going to look and I'm going to feel on multiple levels. I'm going to look at their body. I'm going to see what's happening in their body. I'm going to see if their body is, is doing at the joints. Are they locked down or are they open? Is the body posture closing or open? Is it twisted? Is it, is it in resistance? Okay. Now what's really important for you to hear right now, like really pay attention, is that just because the body is closed doesn't mean the medicine is for them to open because again we're looking at how do we support the medicine in taking place sometimes and most often it's to meet the medicine or to meet the response where it is in a supported way so if someone's body is locking down what I might be more inclined to do would be to support whatever they're locking down this is where we get like a swaddling I might swaddle or if someone's curled up and holding themselves close I might curl around them and help them pull their knees to their chest, right? I might sit at their back and just be with them. So it's not, I don't want you to mishear this notion of tracking for whether they're open or closed as though open or closed is determining about whether or not medicine or healing is happening. By the same token, you know, just because someone's weeping, that doesn't mean they're healing and someone else is quiet and lockjawed, they're not. That's not, that's not what's determining what's healing is happening, okay? Because first of all, healing's happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. So I'm looking for and I'm listening for. So if I go to someone and I start to open, and here's, the, here's one of the things that I know, is that when I, when I support the medicine that's happening, more medicine comes in, not less, okay? So when I get in with a body or in with an energy, more flow happens, not less. And so that's where that tracking continues. So if I go around someone and I support them and I'm holding their knees up and they weep harder and their knees come closer to their chest and their heart starts pressing towards their knees, that is engagement. That's more movement. They're in there with that medicine, okay? If I go to them and I wrap around with them and their breath slows down and, they, and they're catching it and they get tighter in the elbows, but then they start to... I might check in and back up a little bit and sit up and just give them some space, okay? I also might sit next to someone and just hold the energy body out on the edge, okay? Now, that being said, if I go to someone and I pull their knees close and their breath deepens 
and inhale and exhale and a shake happens and a quieting happens and the weep becomes a whimper, okay? Then that is more of the medicine happening, okay? So we're looking for a manifested trust. Like that's our job. When we go into the circle, when someone puts themselves as a surrogate, they put themselves in a surrogate, they put their body on the, the temple table, okay? They're offering their landscape to be a landscape of healing for all of us. And so our first, first and foremost job is to respect and to give thanks for what is laying before us. So here are some of the things that we're going to be playing with as we observe and, by, and, and, and learn kind of how we meet and, and expand the medicine, expand the support or the spaciousness for the medicine, okay? So what I'm looking for for people often is breath. Now, sometimes there's a point where holding the breath is appropriate for a moment, coming and going in a process, okay? So we're not looking if we're seeing someone's holding breath and we're saying, there's no problem alert going, but it is an alert to me. I'm gonna watch the breath. And what I'm gonna look for and listen for is how can I support bringing breath into the experience they're having without their experience having to change before they get breath, okay? So one of the things that I will often say, and I invite you to say to yourself and to when you're working with people is, One of the things I'll start with is you're doing great. Keep feeling. Keep feeling. Thank you. Like keep feeling what you're feeling. I want you to keep feeling what you're feeling and I want you to relax your joints. Keep feeling what you're feeling. I want you to relax your jaw, soften the roof of your mouth. Okay? And if people are having a feeling of either whatever feeling they're in, in that breath, that holding against the healing or holding against the medicine or holding against themselves, we're looking for how do we let them make, how do we support them in making space for themselves? Okay. So that roof of the mouth, breathing into the diaphragm and the diaphragms, the abdominal diaphragm and the pelvic floor diaphragm. I'm looking for an energetic connection from the top of the body to the bottom of the body, specifically from the, the head space, the back of the head or the center of the skull through the heart into that root. Many, many people will get caught in loops that are happening from their head or their throat, um, down, touching into their heart, sometimes in their holar plexus and looping up at the top. And to really ground and get that home body medicine in there, we wanna keep that energy moving. We just wanna get it running through the wisdom of our root running through that grounded, rooted place in our, in our being, in our manifested form. We want that medicine to come all the way down and through. So I'll have people breathe in and out of their pelvic floor. Imagine they're peeing outside. It's a great way to soften the pelvic floor. Thank you, Tammy Kent. Um, imagine they're peeing outside. It's so good. Uh, breathing in and out the soles of our feet, the palms of our hands. So to support people where they are and invite their breath to begin moving more fully. So again, I'll make that invitation and then I will watch to see what happens when they take it. Okay, I'll watch to see when they happens when they take it. Okay. The other thing I'm looking for, like I talked about, is just muscle lockdown. 
gripping, gripping, gripping. And, and someone's hands may be relaxed, but their back is gone. They're gripping, okay? And so your ability to track and feel into that, um, sometimes as empaths, we will know, we'll get the information about what's happening for the person before us because we'll feel it in our own body. I've done a lot of work around asking to just get messages instead of having to feel it. Like, I'm down, I'll listen, just tell me. I don't need to feel it in my own body. That being said, sometimes I will specifically get that information. If I don't catch it, um, another way I'll get a pang, a sensation in my body. And when I get a pang, a sensation in my own body like that, I will go to that point on a person um, and make contact either physically or energetically. And when I say energetically, I mean anywhere from a centimeter off their skin to three feet um, to six feet out, okay? So the other thing that I want you to begin to practice tracking uh, and, and exploring is this energetic or subtle body aspect. And the thing about this is this is its own, there are literally schools all over the place for years and years to just learn how to sense and study just this layer, okay? Just this layer. Same with all of these things, the body, the breath, the energetic bodies, that's it. What I want you to do is to just recognize that that is another level to be tracking. And there's an energetic energetic body, a subtle body that's inside the body, can feel it underneath the tissues, inside the heart, inside the sternum, inside the bones, um, inside the muscle tissue, inside the organs, okay? As well as off the body, three, six inches, 12 inches, auric space, three feet off the body, as well as a larger grid. So I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna make that another one, but someone's own kind of bubble and their space all the way through their body and off their body. And again, that we're looking for is their flow, is their connect, is their disconnect. And then we're looking for how do we support the flow that's trying to happen to happen. So one of the things that I'll do is uh, will feel for the place where there is movement and action happening and then follow that until where it stops. And then that point of movement to stopping becomes that point of of interest to me to see what it needs is and does it pick back up because sometimes it'll take a break and then pick back up and sometimes it'll stop and loop back up and sometimes it will come and then disperse and so so it can do a lot of different things but that's so those are some of the things I want you to start feeling for and you can do that with your mind's eye and your imagination you can do that physically with your hands physically scanning off the body you can do that with your own empathetic um, sense of centering in, feeling into your own body, inviting and knowing, kind of inviting your own messages as you get it. That's another place that I want you to practice feeling where is the medicine, where is the healing taking place, where does it want my help or support so it can take time space more. Okay, great, great. So the next level that I want to talk about is this larger light lattice grid aspect. Uh, and that is like a can come in a lot of different shapes and forms. And the one that I want to name and just give name to right now is a big, big, big gridded space, bendy <laughs> gridded space that can often really sing song to the collective healing that's taking place and how it's manifesting in the form of the being that's with us right then and there. So to just, again, all those same ways with your hands, 
um, strumming. Sometimes I'll strum like 10 feet off the body. I'll be strumming supposedly the air. I'm strumming the air and I'm strum, strumming this, this light lattice feeling. I'm feeling for where, where it's happening, what's active, what's inactive, what wants my participation. A place that's inactive may want my participation. A place that's active may want my participation. And remember, when we're touching into a place that's active or inactive or erratically active or super flowing active, we're not trying to get it to be something else. We're coming in because we respect that it is in the process of healing and we are making ourselves available to be a tool to support that. Okay, so we've got body. Okay, we've got emotions happening. We've got mental landscape happening. All right, I'll talk about those in a second. Everybody take a breath. Okay. Emotional landscape work can often come... So emotions are physical. They're physical. There's this emotional... Uh, the hormones, of course, through our body, um, they're, they're there, they're happening. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a visceral, physical thing. The stories or the notions that come along with those um, emotional landscapes, I'm, I'm listening. That's also an element that I'm going to listen for and track for. Okay, so um, sometimes I'll see someone and their body's there, they're doing it, they're interrupting. And what I'm what I'm feeling is there's this emotional shutdown and that's an emotional control. And so I may look to work with it on the body level or I may I may prompt some vocalization around feeling. What are you feeling? What are you sensing? What's coming up for you right now? Or sometimes when someone's really in it, I'll just say, just say it out loud. Just say it out loud. Or if I really am connected and I'm seeing, I may ask. If I'm intuitively getting it, I may just say it. If I'm getting something, I may ask some questions. I am, I'm seeing hurt. Do you feel hurt? Are you hurting right now? And if someone nods, they say, yeah, I'm hurting right now. And, and, and I want to move some of that, help them connect and move, make some space in that. I'm going to say, I might say something like, say it. Say, that hurts. Say, I feel hurt. Um, say, I don't, I don't want to hurt anymore give some prompting to, to bridge that, that vocal, that connecting, that ownership, that taking up space, taking up time space for that emotion, for that energy. We want to let that have some time space to get the healing it needs. So um, at the same time, I may do that if something's feeling really great or someone's feeling really scared. Or if, if I can tell they're feeling something but I don't know what it is, that's when I might ask some questions about seeing if I can either get them just more into their body one way or another or, or do some prompts to to empathetically speak if I'm getting messages or ask, 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 ask and listen. This is similar to mental activity. Uh, it just, I would say it often has a, it has a different sensation. It's a visceral, different visceral experience for me, but I would say the actions are pretty similar to the emotional landscape, the mental body, mental emotional landscape. Uh, in that way, there's a, a gripping or a looping of what's happening. I might invite more of the story grant some permission for the mind to have time space. Uh, that is where the, the mental blockages, I think, are often where I'll get the understanding that we need to come back to the permission mantra. I give myself permission to train, uh, the permission uh, invocation. I give myself permission to change. I give myself permission to be just as I am. I give myself permission to heal. I give myself permission to know and experience love. I give myself permission to, to be, to exist, to take up space. Because the, a lot of the time that mental activity uh, can be slowing down, trying to kind of slow down. There can be an ego slowdown happening. Uh, 
And so to get in and to empathize and to just, to just write a permission slip. And then the other thing is when creative energies are doing mental activity to give that time space and to, to validate that and let that be an, an organ of digestion and an organ of creative landscape. And so we're not always trying to quiet the mind. Uh, what we want to do is, is make sure that we're not believing the mind over anything else or that we're not prioritizing the mind above the other uh, digestive systems of our being, okay, in ourselves. And the, the more we can do that for ourselves, the more prepared we'll be to facilitate that for someone else. The final, well, it's coming up next that I want to talk about with this is that there is um, every healing is everyone's healing. Your healing, my healing, our healing, the healing. This was an I am conversation between Tigre Baliando and I years and years ago. We were writing back and forth. I had this dream. I was writing about it. Instant messenger. I was writing about it. They wrote back and said, I, this, you know, this dream, that dream, we were really kind of feeling that connection. And I wrote, one of us wrote like my dream and then the one wrote your dream. And then he wrote our dream and he wrote the dream, right? Like that's what's happening. It's the fear. It's the dream. It's the medicine. It's the healing. And so whatever healing is taking place is our healing. It's always your turn. It's always your turn. And so that's important for a couple reasons. One is it's important because you've got to make sure that you're tending yourself while your healing is happening because you may be in the, midst of, in the midst of medicine that can be very activating of your own stuff. And it's okay and appropriate for us to have pause buttons. That's okay. And, and sometimes if we push a pause button real hard, then we're dominating the field in a pause button. And so it's what I would actually often encourage uh, at least as a practice, as a go-to, and then, and then you can actually work your way maybe in the opposite direction, is to play, is to hit that play button and, and just give yourself permission to let that healing happen for you and to take a little bit of space back, really drop into your own space. Or I am the queen of putting one hand on my own body and keeping another hand on another person. If you notice that you're getting poured into someone else's experience, not that it's necessarily resonating with you, but that you're, you really want theirs to be different, sometimes you can really see that with body language. You really start to lean into the person. It's a great time to just use that body medicine to just pull yourself back out, to sit, to stay in your own experience. You are not doing the medicine or the healing. You don't have to be the doer. You're just keeping company. You're supporting time and space. So... You get to do that in the way that you get to do that. And that being said, the focus and the opportunity to, if, every, if we're all in this together, the opportunity that you have when someone's really deep in a healing to trust them, to thank them for showing up with that work, to trust that you're getting the healing and to let your focus stay on them and become the, the tool and the source for their own healing as well and really show up for that knowing that they are doing the work and you are receiving the benefit of that. So no hard lines, no, no um, definite rules around this, just aspects to keep in mind. It's always your turn. It's always the healing happening. And there is often a trajectory in a medicine circle that happens over the course of it. So that 
medicine that happens in round one gets addressed and completed in round three that gets echoed back and anchored in round five um, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So to just to know that and to know that when we're looking and in when we're in the healing circle space, we're not looking to have it end, just like we're not looking to have it begin. What we're looking for is the, the opening and the arrival of the invitation and the connection, and we're looking for the completion of a round, a dosage of medicine. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. You know. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.